We're going to have John Steigerwald on in a bit, and he hates Tom Brady. Staggy feels that because Brady dinks and dunks, he's not as good as Terry Bradshaw, who threw the ball downfield like a real man. Football changes. It always does. Every sport does. It's all about results. Brady has five Super Bowls, and Bradshaw has four. And Bradshaw got a couple Super Bowl MVPs, but Brady's impact has been consistent. If you want to denigrate the Patriots... Talk about the cheating. Talk about Spygate. Talk about Deflategate. But the NFL made that go away, which makes the NFL a lot smarter than Major League Baseball. MLB is still talking about its own scandal. Joe Morgan and his campaign against the steroid users for the Hall of Fame, which is why a pitcher just made it with a 3.90 ERA, because if you're not going to put in the guys who deserve it, you're going to put in somebody who doesn't. But football's smart. Football just lets that crap fade away. Even the Kaepernick thing, it's starting to fade away. The Steelers have won two Super Bowls within the context of the New England dynasty. That's actually pretty impressive. But not so impressive when you consider the Steelers didn't beat New England in either of those Super Bowl years or in the one other year the Steelers made the Super Bowl either. I can't talk myself into thinking the Steelers are going to beat New England. There's a chance, but not a good one. Sick again. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by 84 Lumber. Showing you the right way to build since 1956. I wasn't elite even alive in 1956. Wow, that is a lot of building the right way. It should be noted that, that Tom Brady's been Super Bowl MVP four times. Bradshaw twice. As soon as I said that Bradshaw has two Super Bowl MVPs, I thought to myself, boy, I bet Brady has more. But that's kind of a quarterback award. Bradshaw won a two straight year, 79 and 80. But Brady has won it in 02, 04, 15, and 17. 17, of course, being the last Super Bowl. Dion Branch won Super Bowl MVP in the other Patriots Dynasty Super Bowl win, a wide receiver. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We got Staggy joining me at uh, 415, about 10 minutes from now. And we will compare Brady and Bradshaw. Staggy's always wanted to, I think, and we'll finally give him his chance on the air. And I love Staggy, but when he says Clemente's better than Bonds and Bradshaw's better than Brady, I just don't see it. I You can talk about the cheating all you want. With Bonds and with Brady, I suppose. And again, that is the Patriots' vulnerable point. Deflategate and Spygate. How much did they achieve because of it? What would they have not achieved had they not cheated in both those cases? We don't know, but we do know it casts a cloud. But again, the NFL lets that stuff go away. 
The other sports did not. MLB, that steroid stuff, they're carrying it around 20 years later like it's some kind of friggin' disease. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. couple pens notes before we uh, take some Steelers calls. Uh, last night was a great night for Marc-Andre Fleury. A lot of Penguin fans in attendance. Both sets of fans, Penguins and Vegas, were chanting Flurry's name before the game. It really was awesome. And then, and I retweeted this earlier, Flurry made a save on Dumoulin that was identical to the save he made on Lidstrom to end Game 7 of the 2009 Stanley Cup Finals. There's a tweet I retweeted earlier today that shows those saves side by side, and they really are identical. Uh, Mark's an amazing guy, and it's good to see him uh, having success in Las Vegas. Uh, You know a guy you can criticize some for the predicament the Penguins are in? Not that he could save it, and not that he can't yet save it, and not that he necessarily exacerbated it, but maybe he has recently. Well, there's no doubting Mike Sullivan, the coach, and what a great job he's done with the Penguins. But is he doing a good job right now? Hornquist can't play left wing at all. But that's where Sully had him last night, and he was out of position constantly and couldn't take the puck off the boards coming up the ice. Dominic Simone played right wing, which he is not. The lines seem to switch every game. The combinations are all over the place. Look, period. Here's what your top two lines got to be. Sid, Hornquist, and Sheary. Kessel, Gensel, and Malkin. And if the two stars are comfortable with that, tell them to get a few more points they've been getting. Tell them to not be invisible like they were last night in Vegas. Instead of just trying to flip-flop guys all around to see what can make those guys comfortable. It's a time when nobody on the roster should be made to feel comfortable. From that standpoint, the Stanley Cups are ancient history. If they're not going to make a good run in a third cup, you got to live with it because the fatigue factor is undeniable. But that doesn't mean you rest on your laurels and accept that things are going bad. Mike Sullivan better get this team to coalesce soon. Well, he's not going to get fired. But he's not blameless at all right now. Let's go to Dan. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. What do you think the uh, chances they let Ben run the no huddle right from the start rather than uh, running uh, 20-play scripted right off, the, right off the bat. I would run no huddle right from the start, wouldn't you? I would. However, That, that has been when the Steelers' offense has been at its most effective. Then again, you would be going against the grain of trying to control the clock and slow things down. But I don't want to slow things down. I hear people saying that. I disagree with it. you got Ben, Brown, Bell. you got all this weaponry. Why on earth would you want to slow things down? I personally wouldn't, but it seems that Haley gets ahead of himself. Well, no, Haley's done a great job lately. Thanks for the call. Uh, credit where it's due. I criticize the guy, but he's done a great job lately. And uh, it, it is funny. Whenever I hear Yenzer Nation say, pound the ball on the ground, keep the ball out of Brady's hands, football's not that way anymore. The Steelers, personnel-wise, aren't that way anymore. Bettis retired. Franco and Rocky retired. Don't always go back to the future. 412. Let's go to Justin. Justin, you're on with Mark. 
Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Great. Hey, what do you think? I know the defense isn't going to be able to keep up with Brady, but you know how they played against Baltimore last week? I right. think Big Ben. I think Big Ben can win this game. Don't you agree? Of course he can. Of course he can. But will he? I, I believe it. 500-some yards last week. He was awesome. Think he can throw for 500-some yards against New England? No. No. Well, actually, I think he might, but I don't know if it will all translate into points. And I think one of the most amazing things about that New England D is that it ranks third worst in the league, actually fourth bottom, 29th overall, in yards allowed per game as a defense, but it's fifth best, fifth fewest points allowed per game on defense. I don't know how you make that happen where the defense is rotten between the 20s and it stiffens up in the red zone, but that's the Patriots' formula, and it's a pretty effective formula. Up next, he is the king of old school. He is John Steigerwald. I'm Mark Madden, live from Las Vegas on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan, big fan. Well, I'm not sure. It's just big and it's soft and I use a bunch of pillows and I snore. The X at 105.9. Here's a quick Steeler injury update. Hayden and Juju were limited today. Sensabaugh, Matikavich, and Pouncey, uh, according to this report, were full participants. Joining me now, he's the king of old school, 40-year broadcasting veteran. We welcome John Steigerwald. Stag, I hesitate to bring this up because you always go nuts, but you believe Terry Bradshaw was better than Tom Brady. Please tell me exactly how, because there is absolutely no metric to suggest that. Well, the metrics don't matter, uh, to me, anyway. Um, I, my, The way I look at it is this, and, it, and I say the same thing about Dan Marino, if you'd like, or... Uh, Brett Favre, well, I can think of some other guys, uh, Ken Stabler even. Let's just stick um, with Brady and Bradshaw. Okay, well, uh, he does nothing better than Bradshaw. Nothing. And so I try to put Brad, you're, you're, you're comparing two different eras. It's almost like two sports. Um, the, the passing numbers are so ridiculously inflated. I mean, ridiculously inflated right now uh, that you can't, you cannot fairly compare um one quarterback's greatness to another who played 40 years ago because uh, they played it. It's a completely different game. Uh, well, don't you 19- just compare achievement then? Uh, you compare if you compare achievement, then uh, well, our segment is over because Brady wins. If you go based on if you go based on numbers and stats, Brady wins. Uh, he has one more Super Bowl win. Uh, if you want to give him that, I mean, you, know, you can't argue with that. But uh, the way it, for me to for you to convince me that. Terry Bre- that Tom Brady is better than Terry Bradshaw. You would have to convince me that if Terry that if Tom Brady, the 9th, 2017 version of Tom Brady, showed up in Pittsburgh in 1978, that he that Terry Bradshaw would be his backup. And there's no way on this earth that that would have happened. Okay, if Terry Bradshaw in his prime showed up at New England now, he would be Tom Brady's backup. No question. Well, he he might be. Yeah, that's true. But, but again, it's it's you wouldn't be able to see Bradshaw playing in this era. But I look at the stats from the era that Bradshaw played in, and I see the stats that in, in this era, and I know what I know. I watched Bradshaw play, and I I know how much better he was at uh, running with the ball, keeping the play alive, had a had, had a much better arm throwing the deep ball, uh, was a 
uh, call his own plays, and and had the you know look. You watch Tom Brady play now, and if and if the Steelers sack him on Sunday, or if somebody like hits him a little too hard, he gets up with a look on his face like he wants to call a lawyer and sue the guy who hit him. He's, okay, but now you're just making fun of him. No, no, I'm I'm saying it's a he's playing in a different game. Well, I know that, but I mean, I mean, you're you're acting like Bradshaw's better because he took hits and threw the ball deep like a no, real man. No, I'm saying I'm saying that I'm saying that if you're going to compare the two. You, Bradshaw had to put up with getting hit and knocked around and blasted and had to stand up and get back in the game. Now, if somebody comes in and clips the top of Tom Brady's helmet with his hand uh, on third and 16 on an incomplete pass, that's a 15-yard penalty, and Brady gets another three downs. In 1979, Bradshaw gets knocked on his ass, and he gets up, and they punt because there's no penalty. I mean, that, that's the difference in the game. Everything uh, when, you're saying is absolutely intangible. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. The, 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 it's not intangible at all. If you saw, if you lived long enough, as I did, to see both eras, and you know... Oh, that, me too. You know, I know, but, the, but, the, but the, uh, the, the, the way they protect the quarterbacks now compared to uh, back then, it was, it's, it's, it's a night and day difference. I mean, I saw them both. Uh, you, you quarterbacks... And the same thing with receivers, Mark. You see receivers, uh, late hits on a receiver. It's third and 15, and, and Brady makes a nice throw to Julian Edelman last year, and he gets knocked on his ass after the catch, and uh, maybe it's a 12-yard gain, and he gets hit in the head, so they give him another 15 yards. If Lynn Swan takes that same hit, it's fourth down and three. They don't get the 15 yards. It's a completely different game they're playing. And so, for me to look at it, I can't. I can't look at stats. I just have to go into my own mind and watch the two of them play in my mind. And Terry Bradshaw, there's nothing that Tom Brady does better than Terry Bradshaw. Nothing. And and for that matter, Mark, I don't think that Tom Brady has won a game in his career that Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't have won. Not. I can't. I mean, I'm, I, I you could probably find one, but I I can't think of it. And you know, and he was the MVP of the Super Bowl last year. He throws a pass. He had a pick six in that game, and he threw a pass that was should have been intercepted in the fourth quarter. It hit off of the it was a bad throw. Hits off a guy's hands, and Julian Edelman made maybe the best catch I've ever seen ever in the NFL to get a first down. If that ball's intercepted, Brady's the goat of the game. And and so, ten minutes later, they go down and score, and and he he won another Super Bowl. I give him all the credit in the world for doing what he did to bring him back. But that shows the difference between being the MVP and being the GOAT. He threw it. Go back and look at the play where Edelman makes the catch. Yeah, you're, you're, you're isolating very, I mean, I, I don't know. Let's move on because I won't convince you and you're not going to convince me. Oh, no. Uh, and it's not, if you're, you can convince me in two seconds if you want to make the argument about stats. You win, I lose. Which dynasty is more impressive, the Steelers in the 70s or the Patriots since the millennium turn? Yeah, well, the Patriots cheated. So you have to keep that in mind, and, and uh, no question. And so that—that's a. That, I'd say the Steelers, uh, the, the the Patriots, um, uh, had and look the Steelers. The Steelers, if, if Smith doesn't drop that pass in the end zone, maybe they lose that Super Bowl. There's always a uh, you know, for the Cowboys. There's always a, a, a you know a play or two you can come up with, but uh, absolute you know actual cheating to uh, help them win. I, I think. Uh, those guys who played in that 2004 game, or was it the 2001 game, whichever one, they say that they're they're convinced now that the Patriots knew what plays they were running on offense. That's a pretty nice advantage to have. 
Um, uh, and I, I got to so tell I you though, no, I, I agree with that part of it. I think the Patriots cheating has been just shoved under the carpet, uh, inexplicably so. But 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 it has been. I mean, people still cling to the baseball steroid scandal and, and forget about this, which I, I don't understand. But the NFL's done a better job. The NFL doesn't carry a scandal around like a disease. But one thing about that New England dynasty stag, it's based on two people, the coach yeah. and the quarterback. I could yep. name 10 or 12 players from the Steelers in the 70s, and I think any football fan could that's old as you or me, but New England is Brady and Belichick. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I don't think I can argue with that. And, and so I'll give them credit for the uh, – maybe they get more credit for the dynasty than Nolan Bradshaw do. I don't know, but, but that doesn't mean – to me, that it was a, it's a, it's been a better team. It's, um, you know, um, it's, it's for for the for the Patriots to have gotten there by cheating. I'm sorry, but that that erases at least one year of it. So now they're tied. You know what I mean? They all they both have four. So or they have six. They, they both have they have six, and the Steelers have. I don't even remember how many they have. But it doesn't matter. The the the, the Steelers, the four teams, the four years that the Steelers won. They were so dominant on defense, and so they won differently. But you know, when they changed the rules, you know, if you, you want to, people don't give Chuck Noll enough credit. The Steelers won those first two Super Bowls by having ridiculously over, overly dominant defenses, so much so that they changed the rules because they were too good. So they changed the rules, and then the Steelers came out in '78 and '79 and won again, and they won on offense. Bradshaw went nuts. He he had. He was the MVP of the of the season, offensive player of the year. They had put up they put up big passing numbers that they had never done before, and so Noel won one way. They tried to get him by changing the the rules to make it less likely that he could play the defense that he did, and he wasn't able to play the same kind of defense. So he went out and won with offense. That's pretty good. No question about that. We're talking to John Steigerwald. He's brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Caught on a name you can trust now. The Steelers and Patriots play Sunday uh, in a game that has a lot of impact moving forward uh, for home field in the AFC half of the tournament. Uh, on defense, what the Steelers like to do matches up terribly against New England. Soft, soft zone and tackle the catch. So why yeah. do they keep doing it? Because well, I, people keep asking that on Twitter too, and I, maybe because they're maybe because you know, everybody thinks the coaches are being stubborn and playing. Um, uh, you know, zone instead of man to man. It reminds me of uh, uh, when I used to always wonder why Chuck Noll never used Rod Woodson on offense. I, I always thought, you know, this guy's a tremendous athlete. He's just being stubborn. So in 1995, I was working with him at, at the Super Bowl. He was doing some stuff with me on TV, and uh, during one of the breaks, I said, "By the way, why? What? I never understood why you never used Rod Woodson on on offense." And he said, "Well, it was a pretty simple explanation. He can't catch. That's what he said." So. Maybe they don't have anybody who can play man-to-man corner. You know what I mean? And well, okay, but maybe, maybe given what New England does, they should have gone and got somebody that could play man-to-man corner. Well, that's a different story. You know, they tried that with I think Joe Hayden. Uh, would, you know, would would have made a difference for him last year. And, and may him. yet, yeah, and may still. But but I think that the Steelers' only defense tomorrow, uh, Sunday is offense. And I'm going to tell you something right now, Mark. There is no way on earth. Tom Brady's going to play a better game than, than Ben Roethlisberger played last week. I don't know about this week, but you can't play quarterback better than Roethlisberger played it on Sunday. Um, he, he's never thrown the ball better. I got annoyed watching the game, listening to even Collinsworth, who I think is very good, 
and as a former receiver, and and now Michael, they're talking about uh, Antonio Brown making great catches. You football ball better than Roethlisberger threw it last week, and those deep balls. It was every one of those balls that Brown caught. He'd want to kill himself if he hadn't caught them. They were perfect throws. So if he plays like that, I don't think the defense is going to have a lot of pressure on Sunday because he'll light them up. Because by the way, the, the, here's the thing about the Patriots. Their defense looked really bad in the beginning of the year, but prior to losing to Miami on Monday, they had given up something like 12 points a game their last six games prior to that. They, they were playing defense. So, but I, I just don't, I don't think the home field advantage is going to make that much of a difference here in Pittsburgh, and I don't think it'll make that much difference if the, if the Steelers have to go to New England. I think oh, I think it will. I don't think there's team. any way the Steelers win at Foxborough. I think this is a playoff game to give them a better chance of winning when the real playoffs start. But I, I like New England stag on Sunday, no question. I bet Brady blows up the Steelers' young DBs just like Good last chance. year in the playoffs. Good chance, and and he they have they have a system that that if if you don't get he he gets rid of the ball in two and a half seconds, and nobody's allowed to touch the receivers until they've gone at least after they've gone five yards. So he gets rid of the ball in two two and a half seconds and throws to a guy seven yards across the, running across the middle, and you can't stop it. The only way you can stop it is by having a guy playing a man-to-man who's, who, who can knock the ball down and, and, and make Brady wait an extra second because he's not open and can't get rid of the ball. If that doesn't happen, he'll just pick you apart. He'll kill you. And that's, that's, that's what's going to happen to the Steelers. If I'm the Steelers, my game plan would be to knock Brady all over the place as much as I could. I would, I would work a nice – I'm not talking about injuring the guy. I'm, but I would work a nice – Maybe two nice 15-yard roughing the passer penalties at opportune times just to let him know that I'm out there. Because I'm telling you, he does not do well when he's pressured and hit. And, and, and you don't have to go any further back than last Monday night to see that. He got bounced around by the Dolphins, and he doesn't do well under pressure, and that kind of pressure. Yeah, but if they play the a soft zone, he'll never get hit. No, he'll never get hit. That's what I mean. But so, so he'll just pick them apart. It's impossible to stop a guy who gets rid of the ball in two and a half seconds throwing the ball eight yards downfield. He, unless unless you have a man-to-man coverage, and that guy who's eight yards downfield has a guy blanketed on him, and he has to wait an extra second, and then he starts looking around to find somebody else, then your pass rush gets to him. But if he's just dropping back, taking the shotgun snap, and getting rid of the ball in two seconds, nobody will stop him. I don't care who it is and, and where it's played. Who's a better offensive weapon, Gronk? Or Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. If, I mean, put it this way, uh, they're both pretty good. But if you were uh, Antonio Brown, I think is the best player in the NFL right now. So um, if you uh, were to offer me a, a trade and you know to start next season, then we were going to have a draft. Put it that way, have a draft, and uh, the choice of, of my first round pick was Gronk or Antonio Brown. I wouldn't even think about it for a second. I'd take Brown. I don't think Gronk can return punts either. Well, now hold it. What if you knew Gronk wouldn't get hurt? You'd still take oh, Brown over Gronk? Uh, well, I don't know that. But if I if I don't know <laughs> any, <laughs> I, Brown Brown right now is again again it's a it's it's a way the game is played now. I Mark sometimes I I, I watch and I know Antonio Brown runs great routes, and when I watch the NFL today these days, I, I watch Brown. He'll have ten catches in the game, and six or seven of them. He's floating in the middle of the field. There's nobody within 20 feet of him. I don't know how that happens. I don't know what it is. I don't, it's, and then I look at the replay, and I think, what did he do here? And all he did was run a route and stop in an area, and nobody's near him, and they throw him the ball, and he catches it. 
What makes the big difference for me with him is that when he does that, he catches the ball. He's unbelievably good after the catch. He's so Finally, fast. Staggy, who, who wins? And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Finishing his checks, causing a constant commotion. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? Sometimes I'm so damn dumb, I wouldn't take a phone call from me. The X at 105.9. Here's the official injury reports. Steelers, Liz Hayden, Sensabop, and Juju as questionable. Vance McDonald, the tight end, is out. The Patriots have 10 guys on their injury report. The only one who's out is defensive lineman Allen Branch, who's a pretty good run stopper. Among those questionable are Trey Flowers on the defensive line, Stephon Gilmore at corner, Chris Hogan at white boy receiver, Eric Lee on the defensive line, Matthew Slater at receiver, Kyle Van Noy at linebacker, and Dietrich Wise on the defensive line. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Bob, let's cut right to the chase. Who wins on Sunday and why? Well, I'm not going to move off my prediction from yesterday, Mark. Uh, I'm thinking 30-27 Patriots, although that injury list for the Patriots uh, gives me a little bit better hope that uh, I'll be wrong tomorrow or on Sunday. And uh, I think it's going to be close right from the beginning. But Brady, Belichick, history, uh, a lot of stuff on the New England side. Are you of the opinion that this game is important beyond uh, merely getting home field? Well, actually, that is the the sum and substance, because if you get home field, Mm -hmm. the Steelers can win the next game, the AFC uh, championship game. I don't believe the Steelers can go to New England to win that game. I think it would be easier for the Steelers to win twice at Pittsburgh than once at Foxborough. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree, and I do think it's uh, you know a monster game. I know that all the networks are sending their stars to come cover this one live. All sorts of people, you know, it's it's the buzz of the football world right now, uh, and it should be. I mean, it, it's huge. It's it's you know two marquee teams. One which is the bully, one which has been getting beat up a lot lately, and all of a sudden it seems like the uh, underdog has a chance to maybe slay the giant because they're at home, and uh, boy, it would set up a nice run into the playoffs and hopefully ending in a Super Bowl, wouldn't it? Now, now I agree, and given that, would you approach Sunday like a must-win game and play a Hayden if he's a little banged up? I would. I I would, Mark, just because it gets, you know, it it kills the boogeyman. You know, it gives them all the confidence right when they need it, heading into the playoffs, wrapping up the season. I'm not saying that they can sit back a little bit because the Jaguars, you know, they still have, you know, some opportunity to claim that number one seed. If they went out, we went out. You know, they get the tiebreaker. But I would. And um, I th- I think Joe Hayden will be lobbying to play, obviously. And I know it's not in his hands, but I think he gives them some sort of comfort back there. Just another weapon that that secondary is absolutely well, going to need. I think you do need to approach it as must win. Yeah. As long as there's not a possibility of Hayden refracturing the, the, the leg, I would use him for sure. And that would go to any of the Steelers who are listed as questionable. Yeah, that's a good parameter to put on it. And I think if it's anything close like that, Mark, they will not put him in. If there's any shot that he could refracture Oh, that. no, no. I, I, I think they will err on the side of some caution, but not, but not totally. And I agree uh, with your evaluation of the game from an intangible standpoint, too. The Steelers just can't keep losing to England and then expect to beat them when the money's on the table. We saw how that went last year's AFC Championship. 
Yeah, and, and it shows the Steelers, you know, when they play them again, which obviously it looks like they will down the line in the playoffs, um, barring some unforeseen circumstances. But let's assume that they're going to match up. If the Steelers win this one, then they know what works. Then there's some doubt in the Patriots' mind. Then the Patriots have to re-scheme a little bit. Maybe they try some things that they're not, you know, that are not in their wheelhouse, and the Steelers get a little bit more opportunity in the second game. This game is huge. Uh, I think more so for the Steelers than for the Patriots. The Patriots are used to winning. They're used to having their way with the Steelers. Hopefully, the uh, Steelers can punch them in the mouth this time and walk away with a W. But it's going to be awfully tough. Who's a bigger threat, Rob Gronkowski or Antonio Brown? Who would you rather have? You know, it's funny. You asked Steigerwald that, and I sat here and thought to myself uh, and argued with myself back and forth. Uh, I am going to go, and not just because he's a stealer. I am going to go with Antonio Brown, Mark. Uh, just because he can eat up short yardage and turn it into long plays. He can go deep, turn it into huge splash plays that Tomlin talks about all the time. And Gronkowski can do that, too. But it doesn't, and maybe it's just because I don't watch him all the time. But Antonio Brown just has the propensity to turn an everyday play into a monster play. So that's why I would choose him. Uh, what if you knew Gronkowski would never get hurt again? Oh, well, if he would never get hurt again. Because um... to me, that's kind of the tiebreaker. And I'm not knocking Antonio Brown, but I just look at Gronkowski's size and the different ways he can hurt you. I mean, even as a blocker, he's devastating. Oh, Not my- what he prefers, but, he, but he's just such a big body with such athleticism and skill. No, I absolutely understand that, Mark, and it's why he's such a weapon. I mean, they say that, you know, you're reading these articles now that Sean Davis is going to be the guy that's going to have the main coverage on him. Sean Davis well, is... Well, I, I think he would have, period... I think Shazier would have been the guy helping on that. But it was always going to be Sean Davis. Absolutely, but look at the size difference here. Even with Shazier in there, Mark, Gronk is 6'7", pushing 270. Sean Davis is 6'1", 200. A, he loses the vertical matchup. He gets destroyed on the size matchup. Gronk takes up a ton of space. He's hard to get down. Even if Mike Mitchell, who is known as a big hitter, who puts everything into his hits, Mark, he's 222.25. He's given 50 pounds away in hitting Gronk. Bob, great stuff. That's Bob McGonka brought to you by 84 Lumber. I'm Mark Madden. In just a few moments, I'm going to talk about Penguin fans. I want to keep talking about the Steelers Patriots, so get your calls in, 412-333-9939. But... I'm not real happy with Penguin fans right now. I'll tell you why in just a moment. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double M, what's going on? He's a gangster. Yes, I need your advice, super genius. You're an ass, you're an ass, you're an ass. The X at 105.9. I think today's show has gone swimmingly live from Las Vegas. Even though I have a head cold, a chest cold, my groin doesn't feel so good either, but you people wouldn't understand that because you don't have groins. Steelers Patriots, you got to be fired up. The biggest Steeler game, well, I can't say in recent memory, because last year the Steelers played Baltimore with a lot on the line in the regular season. That was the Antonio Brown so-called immaculate extension game. But this just feels so big. Pittsburgh-Baltimore last year, for a regular season game, a lot of hype. But the hype was local. The hype was in Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh, New England this year, the hype is national. 
The hype is everywhere. Sports Center, first take. Fox Sports, the hype for this game is everywhere. It will be wonderful. Yes. Let's go to Cheese. Cheese. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, I know you disagree with Steigerwald and so do I about the Brady Bradshaw thing, but he had to be calling from a bar. Is he that drunk? Yeah, see you later, Assface. See you later. Not going to insult people I respect. Uh, I don't see any comparison between Brady and Bradshaw. I think Brady's much better. And I'm not anti-Bradshaw. I am anti-Brady. I think they're both a horse's ass for different reasons. But it's about accomplishments. And look what Brady's accomplished. And look at his raw numbers on top of that. And really, whether Stagg wants to admit it or not, he likes Bradshaw over Brady because Bradshaw took hits like a real man. And he threw the ball deep like a real man. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on with Mark. Hey, afternoon, Super G. Hey, Good afternoon. Thinking, um, hey, if um, you know Deion Lewis establishes getting to the outside the corner, it's going to bring them linebackers outside, and the uh, safeties are going to have to you know maybe pinch out a little bit. I think it's going to lead the open right down the middle for Gronk. I think they're going to exploit that. What do you think? I think they exploit Gronk every chance they get. I don't think that you're exactly breaking news there, Kevin. But uh, Gronk's their main weapon. And Belichick likes to take the other teams. Yeah, but but it's Gronk. I mean, who's going to stop Gronk? Sean Davis? Sean Davis is pretty good. He's not going to stop Gronk. Okay, well, who's going to stop him? Nobody's going to stop him. But it's going to make it a lot easier for him if they have to uh, pinch out a little bit to stop the run. They're not going to stop Gronk. New England isn't going to run the ball. They're going to pass the ball to the backfield to Deion Lewis. That's where they'll miss Shazier the most. Davis was always going to be the guy on Gronk. I just think Gronk, Gronk's harder to stop than Antonio Brown. And if you knew Gronk wasn't going to get hurt, you'd rather have Gronk than A.B. You just would. He's a bigger, more versatile weapon. I agree. All right. Thank you for the call. I don't think New England's going to be able to stop A.B., by the way. But I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to stop Gronk or Brady or just that Patriots offense, just that scheme. The Steelers' defensive scheme is an easy matchup for the Patriots' offensive scheme. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. What's going on? I'm in a bad what up? reception there. Um, so I don't personally have a good feeling about uh, this game. I hope I'm wrong, but I think New England, coming off a loss against Miami, I think they're going to be extra fired up. I think uh, the wash between Grant uh, getting Juju Smith back, I think that goes New England's way. I just don't have a good feeling about the game. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. Well, okay, uh, logically, be- how could the Steelers or their fans have a good feeling about this game? Logically. No, that's what I mean. I mean, this history does not look in our favor, but I hope, uh, you know, history doesn't keep repeating itself. I just, man, I don't see how we come away with a win. Uh, I don't think the Steelers win this game. I'll get to specifics next hour. Let's go down to our young friend in McKeesport, 12 years old, who makes a football pick every week. It is Mason in McKeesport. Mason, what's your pick for the Steelers and New England? Um, I agree with personally what Brian said. Coming off of a loss um, to Miami, I do think New England's going to be a powerhouse. 
But I do see, um, I don't think Joe Hayden should play first the ball. He's banged up. They should rest him another week. But I, I disagree, think, Mason. you got to win this game, but go ahead. He's banged up there, but you got to, there's nobody that's going to be able to stop Gronkowski, and I agree. you got to play man coverage. We've tried zone coverage. That doesn't work. we got to put somebody on, maybe two people on Gronk. we we got to. Uh, we, it's gonna. I agree with Brian. Those, if the Steelers are gonna lose this game, thirty-five to twenty-seven, New England is gonna win. Boy, it sounds like you, you think we should bet the over too, right? Yeah. All right, Mason. Thank you for your pick. As always, that means the Patriots win and cover. The Steelers, of course, three-point underdogs at home. Wow, against New England on Sunday. Up next, we're going to talk to Bob McLaughlin. We want to get your discussion for Steelers-Patriots. I want the Steelers to win. It would be what's best for business. I think the Steelers have a better chance to beat New England at home twice than they do to win at Foxborough once, which is why this game's so crucial. you got to get home field for the playoffs. Maybe New England gets knocked off by Jacksonville. Maybe Jacksonville catches New England for home field down the stretch that divisional round game. If you lose, it's just the same old story. You lost to New England. You got to play to New England again if you're lucky because Jacksonville beat your ass up and knocked your ass out earlier in the year, and you probably have to play them in that great defense in the divisional round. So don't pretend like it's just a regular season game that means nothing beyond home field. Don't pretend like the Steelers don't have a much better chance to win the Super Bowl if they win Sunday, because they very obviously do. Do not underestimate the importance of this game, either before the fact or once the result is posted. We'll talk to Bob next, 105.9.